What if you were born with a disease that you always knew would kill you? And then what if all of a sudden you were given a second chance? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And it's the question that we explore on the new podcast series, Breathless from Snack Labs. Join me, Jeremy Saunders, for a series that explores what it means to live and die, to love and to lose, and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ready to talk about some sex? <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, sex. One, two, yeah. One, two, one, two, three, four, five, sex on my mind. <laughs> I can just picture you dancing around to that while you're cleaning the house. Yo, not gonna lie, uh, Upsol's track "One, Two, Three, Four, Five, Sex." It is. It has made its way onto my work uh, Spotify work playlist. Okay. So yeah. So it would is, it make it onto your sexy time? Pop. Playlist? Uh, no, 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 no. I've been I've been giving that playlist some use though. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> and I gotta say, because that was like that was a big part of our like when we first started the podcast. I was like, yeah, maybe I'll make a because I was all about I was all about making fuck playlists. Yeah, like playlists for making fuck. Yeah, and um, and I had like a number on the go, and then we were we were like announcing that we would release it. The for people it? to yeah, for people if they wanted it and 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 then and then like I don't know it was like a few months later or maybe like a year later Becca deleted all of our Apple Music music Aye. like our entire library which <sighs> also wiped out my playlists and I had most of my sex playlists like the like several of them in there mm-hmm. but on Spotify I only had the one I had the one like OG one that started it all yeah. 
and I don't use Spotify really. I just did it because I knew that some of our listeners probably had Spotify, mm-hmm. and I also knew that at the yoga studio where we taught, there was Spotify, and so it was like, okay, well, and I'll just chuck all my playlists onto there, so that you can play it while you're having sex at the yoga studio. No, 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 no. It was just like all my playlists just went onto Spotify because a lot of them. I was using to teach yoga. Mm, yeah. Not, not specifically what? the sex podcast one or the sex one. Yeah. But a lot of those sex songs are making all my fucking yoga classes too. I have like a low key smang it playlist as well, but it also, it's called songs for moto essentially. I mean, it's exactly <laughs> the same playlist. Um, I mean, if moto wasn't a, wasn't a, a franchise of yo- hot yoga studios, you could, it could be lingo for, Mojo. Panky. Yeah, yeah. Like songs, songs for Mojo. Songs for Mojo. Maybe I'll just change that one letter. Um, so so anyway, but now I use Spotify. Now I just use Spotify. I because I've 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 I don't know, I've drank the juice and you're I've, a convert. Do you have a login that I can use? <laughs> no, I'm on Brian's uh, I'm using Brian's family plan. Although we, we can st- we might as well just start a family plan. Yeah. You and I can do that. That's a great idea. Um, so wait, why was I, I'm, I'm still asleep. I'm sorry. Why was I One, two, talking three, about four, sex? Five, six. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That song is too, um, my, my sex playlists are more like, dude, I just, fu- I almost exclusively fucked to Kendrick Lamar. Like, like it is oh, just my God, like, like slow jam rap fuck tunes. Like that's all. Do I, you, do you have a choreograph? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I know what you're saying. No, I, I I don't know how to fucking move, man. I can't dance. I had a one night stand that um, brought his own playlist. <laughs> hey, yeah, I mean, I mean, I've sure I've I've, I've been there. I've been there. I've only done it in my own home. Yeah, I haven't brought my sex playlist to mind other people's houses. Mind if I hook my? Yeah. Hey, can I uh, pop in my mixtape? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got a cassette player? <laughs> I've been smanging to this playlist since 1988. Uh, Although I will say, I, I played it recently um, during like a little fun time, and I was like, "God, this is this is a like a four year old playlist. This shit needs to be updated." <laughs> so, so maybe, so maybe, maybe I'm still spending a lot of time at home. Maybe in prep for the second wave. Mm-hmm. I'll just uh, I'll I'll make a new TMO smang it playlist, and you can follow me on Spotify, Jeremy Saunders, and uh, and you know. And busy. I'm on Apple Music, and it's called Songs <laughs> for Moto. <laughs> 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 um, but maybe I'll be migrating over to Spotify shortly. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I I'm glad we started off on that note. Mm, me that, too. That musical note. Hey, uh, it's uh, it's been Pride Month. Mm-hmm. In fact, and I mean, on the release of this day, it's July first, so we've just kind of concluded the month of June, the whole month of June, right? Of Pride, and it's been Man. a very different Pride this year. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's been uh, it has been, but it's been a very similar Pride to the original Pride, which was fifty years ago. Hmm. In uh, in in what uh, in in what sense? Well. Um, so the very first sort of organized, um, pride, it wasn't called pride. Uh, I don't think it was called pride at the time, but on June 28th in 1970 was the first pre-organized get together, um, to celebrate, um, gay pride. And I think, I think, uh, it was, 
it was that day in history. It was a year later um, after uh, June 28th, 1969, which is sort of famous, um, the famous beginnings of, uh, of, of, of pride, the pride movement at that point, um, held after the, the, um, what's it called? The Christopher street liberation day, um, which is also known as the Stonewall riots or Stonewall rebellion or Stonewall uprising, depending on, on who you talk to. Mm -hmm. So this all refers to a raid that was held, um, at, at a gay bar in New York. Oh yes. June 28th, 1969. Yes. I, I just watched disclosure last, Mm -hmm. last night and, uh, which is a documentary on, on Netflix all about, basically it's a documentary on Netflix about the like very, um, the very narrow, representation of trans people in in film and television mm-hmm. um and they brought up that, that there was a whole section in the documentary about that bar and oh, about wow. what that bar represented and and um and about that event about that that unfortunate raid on yeah. on that bar well was it unfortunate because it was it was brutal and violent um and yeah, so I would say that's unfortunate. That I mean, that's yes, that's unfortunate. I was listening to. Um, uh, do you know the podcast Today in History? No. Uh, or this week in history, I think it's called. And uh, um, the episode that I was listening to was about um, these the Stonewall, the Stonewall uprising, and um, a retelling of the the night by someone who was there, mm. a young gay man who had just moved to New York about six weeks prior. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I was just listening to it this morning. Um, and he was saying that basically he was talking about the people, they were being, people were getting their money taken and people mm. were getting pushed around and people, and then it, it, it erupted and things were getting thrown. But basically there was this moment of realization where, um, the storyteller was saying that they, they actually had, uh, they had, they were out, they outnumbered the, the, the people in the bar living their lives, um, being gay were outnumbered the cops who were in the bar. So Mm. he was, the way he was telling it was like, we actually incarcerated, incarcerated, I think is the word he used them that Mm. day. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and yeah, so definitely super tragic, it, but also the the beginning of you know uh, the the seeds of of pride because in the fifties and sixties it was illegal to be gay, and yeah. people were coming. Police could come into a, a a a bar and arrest someone they perceived as being male for for being dressed as a burlesque dancer let's say yeah yeah it was could, uh i, I dude, they were even they were talking about this in disclosure as well uh it was it was i think the charge was so if you were trans and you and and you went to you went to a you know whatever a bar and and you're a trans woman you could get arrested and the charge would be like impersonating a woman mm. um yeah. Yeah. I read, it, yeah. I read, yeah, I read that as well it, that um, trans men could be arrested for not wearing enough pieces of feminine clothing. Like they would, they, mm. it was like a quota. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So, so pretty intense. Um, and it's just like remarkably similar to today where the, where riots and uprisings are starting in response to police brutality, um, specifically against, uh, black folks and, um, and that, and that often intersects with, uh, with people in the pride community. So specifically we're talking about black trans transgender folks mm. right now. And I, it got me thinking again, I think many, many, many episodes ago, we had an interview or a conversation with someone on the subject of intersectionality. Do you remember mm. that conversation? Mm. Yeah, vaguely. Okay. So the term um, intersectionality, <laughs> which is like, one of those terms, I'm not going to lie, that probably a year ago I would have been very, um, I would have been very, uh, well, I was very unfamiliar with it. Mm. And I would have probably said like, oh man, that goes right over my head, you know, but after mm -hmm. being exposed to the term and the way it's used and what it means so much more through the conversations that we've had and so on, um, it's now, it's now something sort of familiar and in, in my vocabulary, not that I'm an expert on it, but I wanted to bring that up because I know we have a lot of newer listeners or people that may not have, may not get access to that sort of languaging um, can you, very often. Can you, get, can you like uh, define it by in your own way? In for my me? own Cause way? Because I'm a fucking, I'm a dope. I like, we've probably talked about this like several times on the podcast and I just, it, mm -hmm. uh, you know, everything just goes in one ear and comes out the other for me. I, I, yeah. So the term was coined by, uh, um, a black woman educator at UCLA and it means, um, intersexuality. Oh, intersexuality. No, no, intersectionality. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. That's I what I thought. Okay. I thought we were talking about Intersexuality is, is a different thing. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, I'm with you. I, 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 okay, I need I need the definition of intersectionality. <laughs> uh, it it refers to how um, intersection intersecting social identities. Mm -hmm. So LGBTQ, any one of those letters, LGBTQ two S, LGBTQI two uh, S, folks. Um, <laughs> Who may also mm -hmm. be black, or who may also be Latinx, or who might, or who okay, might be, so, you know, right? So the inter the intersection of of is it specific to to like minority groups? No, it's or it's, or or is it like it like I guess it's I guess intersect you could use intersectionality like even within the context of of anything. Yeah. It's but, it, but when we when we're talking about it, we mean specifically intersectionality within particular groups of people who are being oppressed. Yes, exactly. So it could Got have it. to do with race, it could have to do with gotcha. um uh physical uh abilities, uh, abilities yeah, yeah. etc. Gotcha. Um and so basically especially right now when we're all at home evaluating our privilege and our mm. um like how we've benefited from living in uh, a society that was built for us, um, white cisgendered people, um, when we're home considering that, we're not only being like, yeah, you know, if I was black, you know, this is what my reality would be. But what if you were black and gay or black and mm. trans or mm -hmm. black and trans and dis um, 
Disabled. Dis- disabled? Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure yeah. if that was the right uh, term. Um, Crooked. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, we have yeah, to... Yeah, I get you. We have to, like, when we're thinking about our our you know, our privilege to love who we love and Mm. walk around safely in the world. We have that not only because we're white and not only because we're um, Mm. able-bodied and not only because we're cis, but like all of those, um, all of those sort of minority identities that you fall into make you more and more and more uh, likely to experience, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Oppression. Um, oppression. Yeah, that's discrimination. Discrim- exactly. Hate. Yeah. Yeah. And violent crime. Yeah. And violence yeah. against and, and violence from the people who are supposed to be protecting us as well. Mm. Mm. I, babe, you got to watch Disclosure. I can't wait. It's, yeah, it's it's uh, it is a. I mean, I really enjoyed it. I I thought it was a great film, especially as like a film nerd. I've it was really fascinating, like the history of of trans people um, like making appearances in, in film and television. And like, obviously the majority of it is just horrendous and horrible and, and, you know, very reminiscent of like, of like those, those like early black and white films from the like early 20th century of like, Mm. like, like minstrel shows with, blackface like like it's 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 very reminiscent of that it's just Mm -hmm. like gross horrible stereotypes and like and like they go they go for you know they go they go they cover everything from like way 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 back in the day all the way up to like how it's being perceived as even now like on um i haven't i haven't watched the show but our our roommate aaron is a huge fan of it uh the l word oh okay and and they were you know they were discussing the um a a trans um i'm going i'm going to fuck this up <clears throat> the 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 definition of it um the, a trans a, a trans masculine person mm-hmm. on the l word um someone someone just hit me up and correct me there if if i i didn't get that right um and i forget their name but it of the character but it was like the fir- it was like the first time that they introduced this kind of character into that show and how at first glance someone might be like hey that's great that looks like it's including trans people in this show about lesbians but then they really dive into like why it was problematic and and the, all of the things that they they really d- miss the mark on mm-hmm. and uh yeah it was just really it was just really fascinating very fascinating to learn about the like the history of of like of like black trans people as well. They, they touch on that quite a bit in the doc. Um, yeah. And it, it, I mean, to be quite honest with you, like it, it was a real, I was very bummed out watching the doc. Like mm-hmm. it, it really, it made me, it, it, it just, it's, you know, it's like the same reason why I was bummed out when, when this recent like uprise of black lives matter, movement kind of exploded in the last month was because it just made me realize how much I've missed the mark in my life, mm-hmm. you know, like, and, and so, yeah. So I, I would say it's like for, for anyone out there who wants to better themselves and, and become more educated and, and, um, 
and more clear on, I think learning the history of this type of stuff is very important. I think it, I think it, it, it offers us space to like really sit with all of our own hangups and the things that we've come up with and like why we might have thought the way we used to. Um, and, and the real, and, and what I mean by that is like, they were referring to these movies that I, I watched as a kid that I loved. Right. One example is like Ace Ventura who fucking doesn't love Ace Ventura. Love it. It's great. And then, and then they refer to the scene at the very end of Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Mm hmm where he finds out that like the football player no no it was the, it was like the it was like the hot woman that he like made out with that she was, was like she's a detective the, yeah she's the other detective sorry this is a spoiler alert she's a detective but <laughs> right so she's the detective and they had like a hot like steamy makeout sesh early in the movie and the movie's over and then he like very like it's fucking crazy to watch it yeah. in in this documentary yeah. but like he he like he, ex, he exposes her to the this entire warehouse full of people and like rips her clothes off like yeah. rip like rips her top off and and you see she has tits and he's like uh, oh no no like that's she, not good enough she, she doesn't and have then tits. He, uh, no 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 she does no in, in, go go back and watch it babe i watched it last night but rips her rips her, hold on rips her skirt off and right. she's got panties, oh, and it doesn't right, look right, like she right, has a dick. Right, right, and he's right, like, yeah. oh, shit, no, this isn't good enough. And then he turns her around, and like this comical like dick has been tucked up and under, and you can yeah. see it like pushing out through the underwear on her butt. And everyone's reaction in the whole warehouse is they all vomit. Right. Okay, so as a, you know, what was I, seven? <laughs> like a seven-year-old boy who, like, that's my, that's my first impression of of mm-hmm. how to react to, a to the thought of a trans person uh-huh. you know and 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 one of the things that they that they pointed out which really struck me was like they said according to statistics 80% of americans say that they do not know a trans person in their life mm-hmm. so if you do not know a trans person in your life and you're a 32-year-old male, such as myself, and the only trans people in your life that you have had any sort of experience with is strictly through the media, mm-hmm. which is where we learn fucking everything. Yeah. How, what is your perception of that person? What's your perception likely going to be? Yeah. Well, it's like probably the same as any you know, it, it's probably super tied up in, in like people's first, you know, if you're from an all white community, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. your first experience of anything outside of that is like, yeah. who knows? So dependent on how you've been taught to uh, be with people who are different than you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, it. It's, it's, um, did it, did it talk about, um, did the I so I'm I'm I really want to watch the documentary. I I've been doing like home renovations, so I've been listening to a lot of podcasts instead of watching things. Mm. And I heard um, Brene Brown was talking to Laverne Cox, who I believe must have been a producer on Disclosure. Uh, I don't know if they were a producer, but they're definitely like like one of the key um, speakers, like okay. one of the one of the key interviewees. Yeah. 
Um, uh, but I don't, th- I, I, uh, it just stars them. It doesn't say, I'm actually on the IMDb right now. Mm. Well, uh, Laverne, and for those who don't know, Laverne Cox is the black trans woman who, uh, I think like her breakout role was, um, Orange, uh, Orange is, the is in the New Black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and she's fucking awesome. And she's, she's really great in this, but I mean, it's not just her, like the, it's, there are. The entire cast is our trans people. So I have two and, questions. Yeah. I, 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 the reason I wanted to, well, I want to watch it anyway. And, and, uh, but this, one of the things that really intrigued me in the conversation, um, she's an executive producer. Sorry. Uh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Between her and Brene Brown was, um, <laughs> something that I guess is talked about in the documentary or something that's stated in the documentary, which is, um, basically the more confident, we get the safer and more confident we get as a community, the more, the more dangerous. We're in. Yeah. I heard. Yeah. Yeah. They, they say that very early on in the film. Mm. So, so intense. I mean, when you think about that, like, mm. you know, any sort of pride or, you know, celebration or, or ability to stand in your own shoes and be like, this is who I am and have that mm. like, like we've never faced anything like that. No. Yeah, yeah no. Um Yeah, and yeah, and like if you were it, it, if you were someone who who were like you know, someone coming up in the 70s who was trans and was living like was living life in stealth and mm-hmm. didn't didn't you know, didn't expose that or didn't disclose that mm-hmm. information Yep. Yeah, like, like, are you, are you more, like, are you safer that way? Yeah, you know, that's which is such a fucked up, such a fucked up thing. Yeah, well, speaking of about. fucked up, I, I, um, in in sort of preparing for this conversation, I was, I thought I would, you know, basically, like, we we are we're we're glued to the news and and we're repeating the names of the black folks that have been uh, murdered and indigenous folks and. And that have been murdered by um, the police, and uh, and so I, I kind of wanted to just take a look and and see if I could hi- like highlight any any um, particular cases. But what I came across was a Wikipedia article called "List of People Killed for Being Transgender," and oh, it basically it's definitely an incomplete list, obviously because we're just going by That's things that have been reported and, and uploaded to Wikipedia. And uploaded yeah. and it it starts in the and it's by year and it starts oh, in the man. 1980s and it goes all the way to today and it's like if you it it goes into detail basically on each person's death and a lot of the times it's like uh shot and killed by someone who mm. took them home for you know, on a date or like for whatever. S- for simply disclosing. Disclosing, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, so that that was very, very, you know what? very dark. <laughs> <laughs> and you should go and, and look and just read it all, read all their names yeah. out loud. This is, so every every year here in Halifax, and I know, I know that this is no different no matter where the fuck you live. There's There's variations of this, but every year here in Halifax, well, every year for the last like couple of years, they've been doing this thing where as a, as a cisgendered white male who really doesn't know much about anything, 
I I look at this and think it's a great. I think it's a really nice gesture. I think it's a great thing that we're doing in the city. I know it's not. You know, it's not like it's not creating much change, but it's it's like a nice thing to see, and and also fucking far more visually interesting. Um, they'll go around the city and they'll they'll respray the crosswalks it with rainbow colors. Oh yeah, and you know we have like our version of of like there's like a, an Instagram account called like Halifax Noise, and I, and I feel like most major cities like have their version of this account, which is you know the account that's just like posting all the things that are like happening in the city and what like what you need to know and you know staying up to date. And Halifax Noise will be like, they'll repost a post of like, hey, here's here's like the the new rainbow crosswalk at Spring Garden and Roby. And the com- like the oh, people God. that come out and and fucking shout from the mountaintops about why, like, you know, it's like the it's like it's it's the it's the it's the it's the it's the, it's the pride version of the all lives matter fucking fuckheads. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the like those people that come out and go, why do they get like, why, why do they get their own march? Why do they get their own side? Why do they get their own month? Why do they get their own crosswalks? It's like, (laughs) cause you keep killing them, motherfucker. Mm -hmm. That's why. Mm -hmm. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Are you kidding me? Like open your eyes, open your heart, open your ears. Take, just take a second and look around. Yeah, this happens every year because we need we need to we need to like there needs to be change. There needs to be change a, a massive change in the way. And then and then it's like you look at Black Lives Matter. Basically, I, I and I I don't mean for this to 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 I don't mean for this to sound out of place or like or offensive in any way. But but Black Lives Matter cast a gigantic shadow over Pride this year. This year. Mm. And I'll tell you one thing right now. I know I know a very large amount of people who are who consider themselves to be a part of the LGBTQ community. I didn't see a single fucking person in that community step up and say, "Well, what about our month? Mm-hmm. What about us?" Yeah. No, you know what they did? They they joined the fucking movement and they said, "Yeah, this is ju- this this is also just as important." Yeah, because it's all because it's all fucking connected. All of it is connected. Throwing it to that intersectionality again, you know. Right, that's the word intersectionality. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Anyway, anyway, I'm off my I'm off my soapbox there, but Uh, no, I. It is. It's it's super aggravating because, like, especially with the Black Lives Matter movement and and. and it's like, well, if you're not, if you're, you're either racist or you're anti-racist, because if mm. you're just not racist, it, that actually doesn't exist. You're still part right. of the problem. Yeah, you should, yeah, you should be, you should be seething at the fucking, like you should be frothing at the mouth to end 
racism, like like to get rid of that shit. Yeah, like and a couple of hundred years too short. But you know, it's so funny. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. was I was yeah. I was uh I posted something on Instagram Fuck. the other day. I was at, like I said I'm doing home renovations and um I'm 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 over at my grandparents' estate. You know, my grandmother died this year and um I'm cleaning out a whole lifetime of belongings from the like the fifties onward at least. Um not even to mention like all of her ancestors that have their shit in the attic, you know? Um, so I'm fucking scraping carpet glue. Someone fucking glued carpet to the staircase and I'm just fucking at it with the scraper. And I posted on Instagram because I, I had asked for advice from home DIYers on how to get this shit off. And everyone was like, Oh, it's just, you're kind of stuck now. So I'm on it. And, uh, my friend reaches out to me on Instagram. She goes, what are you doing? And I was like, Oh, just trying to fix all the mistakes of my ancestors, you know, just like because it's all there in the carpet yeah. glue, yeah, you know, smattered down into the into the floors, artwork, deep into the floors and artwork that like, you know, is bit like was collected and and mm. and whatever that had base was based in like stereotypical racist, you know, uh, depictions of like black dancers and Wait, you know what there's a there's that you had that shit your uh your grandparents had that shit kicking around okay this is so well i mean at the time this was it was let's say this is from a like a, a piece of art from 1950s and what it looked like had happened was um my grandmother had but probably bought it in a frame but used this piece of art as like the backing of her own like needle mm. point or whatever like she put this needle point sure. thing in a frame but used this like piece of art as a backing and so when i took the needle point out to throw out the to keep it but to throw out the frame i found this like it and i put it in the garbage can um so otherwise i'd show it to you but it had like it was like a um mosaic sort of print of like but definitely they were of definitely two black folks one right. on like some drums and the other doing like the limbo but like topless um and i was like oh, i kind of like this and then i looked at it a little longer and i was like this is this is probably super, this, super probably yeah. super racist yeah, um sure, sure. It, considering the time and and probably like mm -hmm. the tokenality of of it um mm -hmm. whenever she found it at a yard sale or whatever you know Oh yeah. man, but like I, you know, and my dad's passed away too and there's like this real like dying off of the old guard. Like I literally said out loud the other day like I'm really glad my dad's not a My dad was like would not have considered himself a racist man, right? No, and and no. and for sure not. But had a tendency of saying things that he that just shouldn't shouldn't have said. And so, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like yeah. yeah, this like dying off of the old white guard and in the midst, mm. in the in the midst of a revolution, which it seems like, mm -hmm. although based in tragedy, uh, is also very hopeful and exciting. Um, did uh, did did the documentary talk about um, Stormy Delarvery? Does that uh, does that ring any bells? Uh, Stormy Delarvery. Yeah, Delar um, D E L A R V Delarvery. Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. Don't think so. American bouncer. Mm. 
Although this these photo this these photos look familiar. Um Yeah, sorry. You know what? I I can't I can't recall. So. I can't recall. So that doesn't surprise me and I I don't know if this this person um at the time I don't know if this person referred to themselves as trans, but it was a like um delivery was a uh um the lesbian who started Stonewall. That's that's what that so I listened to a podcast called Code Switch. I've just started listening to it since um Black Lives Matter and it's an NPR podcast and um, Yeah, I think you really need to specify that it's an there's an NPR version because on Spotify there's another podcast called Code Switch. Oh. And it's not that Code Switch. Oh, interesting. And I've seen, I've actually seen people share stories to be like, hey, listen to Code Switch. And I'm like, that's not the, the one. I mean, that, that's not the, it's not the one. There's two. There's two. Yeah. I mean, I, mean I, don't, I don't know. I haven't listened to the other one. I haven't listened to the non-NPR one. So maybe it is also a great podcast to listen to to get information. Yeah. Um, but the NPR one. The NPR one is, is great. One. I've listened to it and Did, I, I can vouch for that as well. So there's a recent one. It came out June 27th. Um, called They Don't Say Our Names Enough. And right. they tell the story of Stormy, who, like you said, a lesbian. I think they were they refer to... Um, I, I was just... I, I honestly, like, full disclosure, I just read... There was a... There, I, I have an article here, AfterEllen.com, uh, and it that's the title after from the Ellen? archives. Like, After Ellen DeGeneres? Oh, I have... I, Weird. I don't know what that means. It just says after Ellen. Uh, from the archives, an interview with lesbian Stonewall veteran Stormy Delarvier. Delarvier? Delarvier? Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's really interesting because in Code Switch, they refer to her as a butch lesbian. But mm. um, in some in some contexts that I'm, I'm also reading, they... they uh, refer to Stormy as um, biologically female, but lived as a man, and gotcha, yeah. uh, was known for just being like devastatingly charming with the women. Um, and uh, and yeah, I didn't realize that that this person was a, an important part of uh, the the Stonewall situation because they. I don't think they mentioned that in Code Switch. They just talked about. Um, this biologically female uh, lesbian living mm. as a man and using the pronouns he, he and his, and uh, oh. and just being this yeah a bouncer but a, like a magnetically charming um, trans. <coughs> I think all things considered trans person. Anyway, I was just curious because uh, when I looked up photos of Stormy, I was like, damn, this is, this looks like a crooner, like a, like, I don't know if crooner is the right word, but like a, like a smooth sort of. Oh yeah. Like kind of a, a like a, a fucking like, like a uh, rat pack kind of like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like really elegant photos. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely the kind of lesbian that I I would be susceptible to be attracted to. That's yeah, that's right. sort of my. I'm. I think I if I, if I was going to pursue a relationship with a, a woman, I I think I'm 
more attracted to butch lesbians than feminine lesbians. Sure, right. Did you ever watch The L Word? No. Hmm. Um, cool. Well, I mean, I hope, I hope, you know, this was, this was nice. I'm glad we got to talk about this. I, I hope you watch Disclosure because I, I can't wait to hear what your thoughts are on it. Um, and listeners, like, I, look, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm a fucking, I am a snob when it comes to watching movies and shit. And, yeah, uh, you are. and, and I, I have no qualms with being like, yeah, that just fucking bored me. I like, you know, I see what they were trying to go for there, but I just didn't like it. Disclosure is captivating. Like it was, it was really good. I wasn't ready to watch something. I just was like, I'm going to put something on because I'm about to make some food. And almost two hours later, I was like, fuck, I'm starving. Oh my God. I didn't, I just didn't get up. I just watched the whole thing. So it's really, it really is wonderfully done and, and really made me think and really, uh, I think just really an important, um, uh, important piece of film. Mm -hmm. So especially if you, if you're, if you enjoy film history or, or film at all in any regard, it's wow. What a, what a great watch. So Definitely go check that out. That's my just the tips for this week. And uh, maybe we won't hit a brain boner. No, I think we're good. I think we've... And also, folks listening at home, um, feel free to reach out and share with us what sort of resources you're using to educate yourself. And and um, we are just... No, we're committed to... Uh, to be being more inclusive as well with uh with our resources and 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 mm-hmm. our diversifying our um our educational resources on on the subject of sex and sexuality doing the work doing the work <laughs> i might not remember much but we're doing the work i think it leaves i think it leaves a mark even though you might not be able to recall all the facts and you know what i th- i i think i'm i think i'm mind blind Okay. We, that we we might we, maybe we can maybe we can put, like put a, a, a pin in this and and go deeper a little bit later. But I took a I I don't know I don't know where I found it. Someone must have applied to Sick Boy or something, or I saw something online. But it was a oh or, or no 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 no. It was a it was a tweet. It was a tweet about research being done on this on this um, this condition called mind called well no that's not the um that's not the technical term the technical term is is uh hold on hold on hold on looking it up here you can vamp for me maybe um Um, i i guess while you're looking at that i'll just uh reiterate my just the tips then for today is that code switch uh podcast Code Switch by NPR podcast. Um, they the episode again that I mentioned was they don't say our names enough, but um, they have. Oh my god! I was listening to. I know this is not sexuality based, but um, they the episode from June seventeenth called "Why Now, White People" is like so important to listen to. Um, the hosts are sort of like, okay, like so many black educators are facing right now. Okay, we just got like 100,000 new followers. Um, What the fuck is up? And they're just totally confounded. And like, and I'm listening to it being like, yep, I'm one of those people who's like newly subscribed to all these podcasts and all of these Instagram um, influencers and you know that's uh, that's me and it's important to hear and and they go out and they they talk to people 
about why now and the answers are are so interesting and it it, it cleared up some things for me too because we I have that question as well it's like is it because of the pandemic is it because we're here and we're realizing how fragile and you know how how privileged we all have been just in the world and uh, not we all but like cis white people white people have been in the world and and now that we're at home and we're like what about all the things that i like to do maybe they're not as important maybe it's more important to be kind to people and spend quality time with the people i love and take care of my health as much as i can or whatever you know like whatever values you're you're rethinking um at least when I heard that on, on code switch, when someone said, well, I think this is why, um, I was like, yep, that, that makes total sense to me, but there's lots of other things that they, they sort of discuss and, and talk about. And, and one episode as well, um, that really, (laughs) really broke my, broke my heart, talked about, it was a black woman who's been in a relationship married to a white man. Um, and she was talking about like with the uh, revolution and everything going on, she's just absolutely terrified. And one of the most heartbreaking things for her is that none of her white family members have reached out to just say like thinking of you oh, or wow. any of that kind of stuff. And she, she said, it just fills me with dread. And it's got me thinking about like, what are the authentic ways to, um, one of the, com- one of the, one of the things they talk about in the Brene Brown podcast with them, um, Laverne Cox is uh, prox- proximity, which is another word that I'm I'm just starting to understand is like is it's a, a point of discussion in the movement, which is like basically, do you have any black friends? Do you have any mm-hmm. trans friends? But the problem with like pursuing those people as friends because of the movement, it's like fetishizing the friendship. Yeah, and Laverne Cox mm. is like, I am not the work. Yeah. But my friends, she says, my friends do the work because they value my mm-hmm. life and they would even if I died today, they would continue their fight for yeah. my rights. Yeah. So yeah. so yeah, but but proximity um yeah, proximity being I can't remember why I brought that up, but but yeah, like what are the authentic ways to like let my black friends know that I'm here without asking them Without them putting them in a position where they feel like they have to respond or they have right. to like. Well, I think that's. I think that's. You, it's just that. I mean, I. I mean, I don't. I don't know. But that's what yeah. I did. You know, like I. I when I was feeling all that, all those feels during or like during the first week of this, I just I reached out. You know, I reached out to I reached out to my friend Z and I just said, "Hey, man, listen. In no way do I want you to feel like you need to respond to this." at all and please just like don't unless you absolutely need to because i'm sure that you are feeling all sorts of things right now and are very busy and stressed out Um, but i just want to let you know that i'm thinking about you and that you know i'm sure this must be really tough for you and a lot and you know, just just sent like a sentiment of being. I I felt like that last night where after watch, watching disclosure, I was just like, "Fuck, man! I I'm gonna I want to shoot a message to I want to shoot a message to my friend Brandy and just be like, "Hey, mm-hmm. thinking of you, mm-hmm. and I love you." 
So I guess that you know, probably... I don't think it has to be anything more than just expressing that you're thinking of them. Yeah. Well, I feel like I feel like we should uh, throw to today's episode. Yes, we will. But I found I, I found this thing that I think I might have, and and I, I'm going to do a little more research into it. Maybe <laughs> we'll talk about it a little later. But it's called aphantasia. Aphantasia. It's a mental dis- a condition characterized by an inability to voluntarily visualize mental imagery. Many people with aphantasia also report an inability to recall sounds, smells, or sensations of touch. Some also report prosopagnosia, which is the inability to recognize faces, which I don't have that. But the reason I think I might actually legit have this is there's a, there's a test, aphantasia.com. There's a, a vividness of visual imagery quiz, and it basically asks you to close your eyes and visualize certain things, and then you rate how you were able to visualize that in your head from one to five. So one being no image at all. You only know that you were thinking of the object and five being perfectly clear and lively as a real seeing and three being moderately clear and a bit lively. And every single one of them, it was a one for me, which I didn't realize was like, like, can you, can you, like, if you were to sit and close your eyes and think of a, a sun rising above the horizon into a hazy sky, like, can you see that? I can see it like I'm looking at it through a toilet paper tube. Like, it's removed from me, and it, it's really limited. Like, I don't have... I'm not, like, in the scene with a lot of periphery around me, but I can I can picture a sun coming up you can the horizon. You can picture that. Yeah. I can, huh. Well, I mean, I don't know. I think so. Fuck, man, crazy. Okay, I'm gonna do some more digging into this, and maybe on my other podcast on Sick Boy Podcast, uh, you can go check it out, SickBoyPodcast.com. But uh, I'm terrible with, uh, but I'm terrible with faces. You so. are, yeah, you, right. You are, yeah, you definitely are. It's you for horrifying. sure have some of that prognosopagia. Listen, friends, friends who I know, friends whose faces I know, or people, you know, this fucking happens to me sometimes with people we've had on the podcast, where I'll run into them in a different context, or I'll run into people outside the studio, the yoga studio, and I'm like, I don't know how well we know each other. You're waving at me, but yeah. I don't know if a hug is appropriate. Yeah. Thank God <laughs> that I don't yeah. have to. I'm just I, kidding. But I think I think proto 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 prosopagnosia is more so like like you I and don't. I've been married your for face. eight years. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah, and you don't recognize my face. It's, it's different from like I think everyone has that thing where it's like, oh, I fucking I feel like I did we go to high school together? And they're like, no, we met at a party like three years ago. Mm. And you're like, fuck, uh, I don't know. That's different. anyway. Uh, I'm gonna do some digging on that. But you're right. Let's throw to this week's conversation uh, because this was already almost an hour. <laughs> we uh, we did we did chat with uh, our friend coming up here in the in the next few minutes. We chatted Brent with Brent back. Uh, I want to say like over a month ago because we haven't actually done any new recordings with guests um, since my dad passed, and mm-hmm. uh, or or we've only done a couple. Um, and we'll be getting back into that regularly scheduled recording sessions. But so this one's from a little bit ago. Um, and it sure does have a plot twist uh, near, you know, about three quarters of the way through. So it does. So buckle up. And um, just a reminder that if you know, if you or someone you know would like to uh, have access to the transcripts of our show, um, they're available on thisin.co. That's T H I S. 
S-T-E-N.co. Fistin. Fistin. All right. Uh, Cool. All right. Well, enjoy this episode, folks. And uh, babe, I love you. I love you, And um, Happy Pride to all of our friends. Yep. We hope you had... We hope you had a wonderful pride, whatever that was for you this year. Uh, and and we know that it wasn't the same as, as it used to be. Um, but nothing is in this COVID weird fucked up time that we are currently living in. So, uh, oh, I got a phone call coming in. Um, uh, enjoy our conversation <laughs> with Brent. Bye. Tell that I'm sitting in a wheelchair. No, are you? Yeah. It looks. I guess you can kind of see. Oh it yeah, on yeah, the... yeah. Look it? at that. But <laughs> you make wheelchairs look good, babe. Thanks. Uh, they're this one's really quite comfortable. Actually, I can get everywhere I need to go. The wheels run really smoothly in all directions. Is this is this your uh, your nana's? Oh, your yeah. dad's. Yeah. Well, it was it was my nana's. Nana. Yeah. Nana died. Passed it down to your father. He just died, and yeah. now he's passed it on to you. And now <laughs> I may never get out of this chair if, if history is going to... It does look quite comfortable. Thing. It's a nice way to get around. I can see how making this transition I'm in, I'm, comfortable. No, no fucking shit. Like this wheelie chair I'm in, uh, you guys can see this. I, I, oh, yeah. I, I, haven't, I haven't stood up in three weeks. I've just, I, just, I just wheel to the fucking kitchen. I sleep here. It's great. You really only need to exist from the waist up to do your job, right? Yeah. Yeah. I honestly, well, yeah. I mean, not good. So the real question is when's the last time you put pants uh, on? Yeah. <laughs> Dude. yeah. Actually, one of the, one of the, one of the big things that I've, I've learned throughout this entire process was like how, how, how hard I'm lacking in like comfortable pants. It's, you know, like I, like, I think of you as being so good at that. Pants, comfortable pants. Yeah, well, so I got maybe Becca just took them all when she went to fucking Yellowknife. Like, here's the thing: is that for some reason, all the all the women that I've like decided to to like spend my life with to store your clothes with. To, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on. Hold on. To store my clothes with. I'm about to say that all the women that I've decided to spend my life with have just taken all my clothes. <laughs> You, you, the two of you have literally just taken all of my fucking clothing. <laughs> Do you have my comfy pants? I don't have any of your comfy pants. Jesus I don't Christ. have any of when your you, comfy pants. Fu- I might, fuck are you I coming might, home? I might have a pair of your socks. Okay, okay. This is this is now this is now turning into a, a domestic spat. <laughs> yeah. We're here with our new friend Brent. Uh, you can't see Brent, but God damn it, you are rocking a mustache that any any fucking human with the right mind would be uh would be envious of um i am i am not quite there but i'm telling you right now i've i said it on the podcast a little while ago i'm feeling i'm rocking the mustache and i'm feeling it and this might be my new staple um brent are you like are you i know that this was like that you're you're in the same boat as me as in this is like a a pandemic um uh, coping mechanism. Right, do you think you're going to keep the, the handlebar once this is done? Uh, I think the handlebars will probably go, but I will keep the mustache. Yeah. I think fair I, enough. I need some some bit of facial hair. It's been 
oof, probably six years since I've been completely clean shaven. So I don't know if I can part with it fully. Mm. <laughs> How many people have seen it? Uh, only about four. Holy I yeah. sent some pictures to people as right, well. Right. Oh, I but, feel, I feel like, uh, I feel ex- exclusive. I feel like I'm in a club. <laughs> Do you have Yeah, any- you're less than 10. <laughs> Less than 10. That's it. We can gather legally outside. (laughs) Let's gather together, all of us who've seen Brent's handlebar mustache, as soon as possible. Um, So, Brent, you're a Canadian fella uh, living in the the great white north, and um, you applied to be on the show, I'm guessing, a while ago, because, Brady, you've been kind of going through the list and just, like, plucking out people that have applied to be on the show from... From well, because now we can we can talk to anybody in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Brent, I don't I don't know what we're going to talk about, but um, uh, you were saying you're you're currently in a relationship, and you ran by your partner that you're you're going to be on a podcast talking about your sexual life uh, uh, before we started recording. Um, what's uh, what's what's the deal with you and your partner? How long have you guys been together? Uh, so we've been together about a year now, and uh, like from the get go, once we met, we both. We're kind of in, more interested in having an open relationship or a non-monogamous relationship. Um, so it's just like started with that off the get-go, which was kind of interesting because I think both of us weren't really sure where our relationship was going because we didn't. It's not like we had a relationship beforehand and then decided to open things up. Um, so we. Um, for the longest while, like didn't really talk about it. Didn't really have much of a dialogue on like what was happening or like boundaries or ground rules as far as sleeping with other people. Just, I just blatantly. You know. Well, I was, I was going to say, is that because, is that because like, cause like I've been, I've been in that sort of situation when you're, when you're starting a new relationship and you know, it's like it, it sometimes, sometimes when you start a new relationship, you, you go so long where you're, there, there comes this period of time where you've been together for like a, like an extended period of time. And you're, you're kind of like in this limbo of like, are we, what the fuck are we to each other? Like, are we, are we a couple? Are we just, are we just sleeping together? Are we like, is, is this, how serious is this? And like alongside with that, oftentimes I've found can come this, the, the same kind of conversation of like, how, how are we, how exclusive are we to one another? Like Bridie, you and I, when we first started, dating it was kind of the same thing where like we both had our, in our own fucking heads what we thought the relationship was going to be or was which might not have matched each other's you know like preconceived thoughts or notions and then and then all of a sudden you find oh wait we've been together for like you know a couple of months now is it was it that kind of scenario where it was like there just wasn't a lot of like meaningful communication between the two of you to figure out what was happening. And it was more so kind of just like blown, blown with the wind. Yeah, very much. So it wasn't like we were both kind of just like, I had made the assumption like, okay, she's probably sleeping with other people. I assume she's thinking I'm sleeping with other people, but there was no like conversation about like, Oh, where, you know, where is this going? Like you and I sort of thing. So that, that took a while for that to, to come to light, I guess, or to realize that there is actually something more between us than just like some sleeping together. And um, mm. so it did take a little while for that, that sort of conversation to happen and 
to sort of realize that there is more of a relationship uh, that could be between us. And when, when that started to happen, was, was that, did, did you then have a conversation about like, spe- like the word specifically non-monogamy or, or, you know, open relationship? Yeah. Like we had co- briefly touched on it, uh, when we first started seeing one another and then, you know, after it took, I don't know, maybe four months or so to actually kind of have that conversation again about like how we see that working with other people and what we would want with it, whether it's, um, and it kind of turned out more to be just like connections with other people, not necessarily like ongoing relationships with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, yeah, it was kind of new to me. Uh, it's, this is kind of like the first non-monogamous relationship I had been in. So it was sort of uh, new ground, I guess. How, was, how did that, f- go ahead, Brad. I think I was probably going to ask the same thing as you, Jeremy. What was the, what was the, monogamy conversation like or or was that a conversation between her and i yeah like you're not are you currently in an open relationship uh yes okay yeah. all right okay i thought at some point you had um you had said that you 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 started it as an open relationship and i think i made the assumption that that meant that it is no longer so it sounds to me like dating like you know like I would say the same thing about my partner and I here is just like we we kind of uh, we hung out a lot for a couple months before there was any conversation of like, yeah, are we boyfriend and girlfriend or like whatever. And I it's during that that phase of time that like if he was if he was sleeping with other people or if I was sleeping with other people, we may it may not have even been like necessary to tell each other. So not so I don't mean that in like a in like you keep secrets from from each other, but it's like it's like assumed. I always assumed it was assumed in early like weeks of dating that people were sleeping or and dating other people. I guess uh, I, it has kind of changed, like, um, but that is it was assumed in that that we were kind of sleeping with other people at the beginning. Um, but once we both kind of realized that there was a bit more to it um, as far as like our connection, we just decided to kind of. Uh, put things on the back burner for a little bit and focus on, on her and I, and now we're at the point where, you know, we'd, we've both slept with other people. I kind of was, it took me a bit to kind of figure out exactly the reasoning why I wanted to also see other people. Um, But now we're kind of at the point where we're more so just looking to bring someone else into the bedroom and have that shared experience. Um, instead of kind of each going out on our own and having some fun. Turn me on. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsors. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. That whole that whole part that whole like dating thing where where like the conversation doesn't happen I uh, um I feel like I feel like that does that does a bit of a disservice to everyone like I feel like having that that conversation kind of like even though even though sometimes people might might like take that conversation as like whoa whoa pump the brakes like I don't want to. I don't want to fucking marry and have your kids, but like, like, you know, but like, but there is, there is something to value. There's some value to in the, in, you know, in the midst of like a budding relationship, whatever that might be, just like broaching the subject right off the bat of like, Hey, like if we're doing this also, also just for like a sexual health, you know, uh, sexual mm-hmm. health reasons, it's like, Hey, are you seeing other people while we're, while we're doing this thing together? Um, like if that, if that have, if they're not coming into that situation already with some sort of like awareness that there is other people in the picture, I think it's just like kind of an important thing to have. Um, that's like my little PSA for anyone out there listening. Who's like potentially about to hook up with someone and And thinking like, Oh, I don't have to tell anybody. It's fine. Yeah. yeah, No, no, bring it up. Bring it up. Uh, uh, you, before we started recording, you mentioned that there was a, there was a, a particular, um, 
experience that you had with your partner where a friend came came from out of town. Um, what, what was that all about? So she had mentioned it to me before, like well in beforehand, but the original intent was for her to go and visit him. So I thought, okay, that's, you know, that's easy. She's gone for the weekend. I don't have to, I don't have to worry about it. Um, but as it happens, he ended up coming up here or to where we live for a week. Okay. So this is a friend as in like a pat, like a past, a past. Uh-huh, um, like a- I don't, I don't think they had ever slept together, but there was definitely some chemistry there and they were kind sure, of just right. looking to see what was, what was there, if anything. Got you. And like, was he coming from like, was he coming from like, you know, fucking Germany or like, was he, you know, was he just coming over like from a couple towns over or. Like, I mean, you don't have to say, you don't have to say like where seven. he was coming. <laughs> <laughs> but he was, he was, he was making a fucking trip. Like it was a trip. Yeah. He flew. Wow. He flew. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Was, so was that where, how did you feel about that? Like, uh, the fact that it, it, it ended up him ending up where the two of you are for for the span of a week how was that was uh i was like wow okay that's a big change if instead of like you going there it's him coming here and gonna be here for a week like that's but you know i said okay i'm okay with it i'll you know i'll, I'll deal with it or accept it um so the first night he got in i went over and we all had dinner together and i was like oh great he's really fucking cute that's awesome like they're definitely gonna fuck you know because <laughs> i like I, he's like he's very attractive i was like oh, if i was into guys i'd sleep with him like mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh so that was very interesting going through those emotions and kind of sitting there through dinner and just thinking like oh yeah like they're definitely gonna have sex like and kind of just, how, how early on how early on into the into you, the you two was this like into your relationship um about four four and a half months probably. Oh, oh wow. Okay. 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 So, right. Sorry. I cut you off there. Um, so that, that was a, a lot. Uh, it was a pretty stress, a bit of a stressful week for me, but I, you know, we, I dealt with it. We kind of talked about things. There were some things I realized in the middle of the week, like, Oh my God, we haven't even really talked about like, uh, the like ground rules as far as with sleeping with other people, like, you know, just simple things like make sure they've been tested, you know, wear a condom, you know, you can use protection mm-hmm. things like that. So, but I think it was good in a way because it kind of forced us to have those conversations and uh, just the, it forced the level of our of communication to to increase in our relationship. So it was, yeah, <laughs> not the easiest week of my life, but in hindsight, I'm glad that it happened and like for our relationship that it it happened the way that it did. That's cool. That's cool to hear. I, I've been doing some, a lot of reading about like discomfort lately and, um, I've been teaching, um, weekly yoga classes at Moto Halifax online all. And my focus has been like this area where I experience like all of my jealousy, all of my, um, like most of my discomfort happens like right around my solar plexus, like right where my stomach is and it fucks with my digestion and I'm a mess. Um, but that just like, I can feel that, like that ache in my body. If I am try to imagine being in your shoes that week, cause that feels like it sucked. 
Yeah, I know that feeling too. Mm-hmm. It's it is it is it's like uh it's like it's like right for me it's, it's like, like right under my gut. Un- yeah, it's lower. That's way lower like than low, what I was yeah, saying. I'm yeah, saying no, it's right here. Yeah, it's way low for me. It's like under my gut and it's making me want to kind of like throw mm. up right now. It's like tar. It's like like dinosaur <laughs> yeah, tar. Yeah. So so what was the you know that so that experience happened. I I'm I'm assuming that they they did uh make fuck while they he was did in make town. fuck. Can confirm. <laughs> and uh and and so what what came what came of that between the two of them? Um I don't know. I think they still remain friends. I don't think it was anything ongoing. I know she went to go visit him another time. Uh, a little later on, I don't, I can't recall if anything happened or not, but you know, they still kept in contact and are friends. Was they that hard refer for- to each other as friends? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Was that hard for you when, uh, when, when there was a secondary trip where, where she went to, to his remote island in the middle of uh, fucking at the, the Pacific Ocean. I have no idea. Where <laughs> um, no, that was, that was much easier. Like, it was just like, okay, that's great. You know, say hi for me. I hope you enjoy right. your weekend. And yeah, that was kind of it. That's really nice. That's nice. That's nice to hear that you, that, that you were able to like come out of that first situation and then going into that, that secondary one, you know, without like, without, harboring or harvesting any sort of uh any sort of like fear or or anger or resentment or, or whatever i i'm really bad at that i'm i like i hold on to shit and i'm just it's re- like it's it's one of the biggest things that i find so challenging in in like in open relationships is, is letting go is letting go of like the 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 f- the familiarity of of feelings that have crept up in the past you know, and like it, there's like it's just sequel after sequel after sequel, and uh, and I wish they were just one one offs. You know, like I I don't want to see I don't want to see I don't want to see the sequel. I don't want a trilogy. I just want to I just want part one. Mm. That's all I need. <laughs> just just the one experience. What were you What were you gonna say, Bridie? You're there fucking laughing like just laughing at me. <laughs> I was laughing. I wasn't laughing at anything. I was laughing at harboring or harvesting. I feel like you just put both those words in there knowing that like one of them was the one of them one. will work. <laughs> yeah. Harboring or harvesting, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. No. No, no, no. Hold on. They both work. They both work. Har- harbor- harboring is holding on to, right? Yeah. Right? Holding on to those those shitty feelings and harvesting yeah. is creating those shitty feelings. I'm doing both of those things. I don't know if harvesting is creating the shitty. Harvesting would be yeah, it's gathering, pulling it's gathering, them out, pull, yeah. get, pulling them out of the earth. Yes, man, gathering those shit feelings and, and putting them in my hands. And it, it implies some kind of processing, which is different than harboring. Harboring is just no. housing. I'm looking. I'm looking this shit up. Har- harvesting. <laughs> what would it be? That'd be harvesting as a verb. Um. Yeah. Yeah, it means that you pick or gather it. You might harvest your sweet corn late in the summer. <laughs> I love nothing on, more than my favorite arguments with you are arguments about words. Um, uh, oh you love my words. I do. Love I love my them. words. I love the way you use words. I just I use them. For, I use them uh, without care. Um, <laughs> Carelessly. Um, are you a romantic at all, 
Brent? Uh, yeah, I'm a bit of a, uh, yeah, definitely a bit of a romantic. Are you? What does that mean? Speaking of words, what is that? What, like, how would I know? I'm surprised, Brent, that you even knew to say yes. How would I, (laughs) like, am I romantic? I don't know. Am I one, Brad? I Um, must be. I must be. Why do you think? Just, uh, I don't know, like, because I get sad when... Uh, when <laughs> I get, uh, I don't know. I I actually don't know. <laughs> you have th- no idea what it means. <laughs> I, I really, you know, uh, I really, uh. I really don't. I I mean, I mean, you know, like I, it. Um, how would I know? Um. Okay. Okay. This is this is. I've looked it up because I don't actually know either the definition, and I've always claimed that I'm not a romantic person. But recently I've been like, oh, maybe I'm a romantic person, but I just, my, my idea of romance isn't, okay, this is what I found. Okay. Um, this is the second definition. Of, characterized by, or suggestive of, an idealized view of reality. Say that one more time. Of, characterized by, or suggestive of an idealized view of reality. Yeah, right. Okay. So like you you have like a you have an idea of what the your reality should be and so you really like stick to that and go by that and 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 lean into it? Well, the the phrase is a romantic attitude towards the past. So like idealizing the past. Like, you know. Mm, mm-hmm. Um or yeah, I have I guess... a romantic view of my childhood, you know? Yeah, right, 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 right. Um, so I think I, in that way, because the very first definition is conducive to or characterized by the expression of love. So that that's where I think we, we most commonly use the word romance. It's, it's an idealized um, uh, view of reality that's centered around love. I don't know call it romantic love. Hmm. Anyway, so you are you're a romantic. Brent? I would say that I I, I am. I, I think that's changed, but I definitely used to be more of a romantic. Like, um, for example, I was in Paris, France, for a friend's wedding. So How can you not very romantic? Not fall in love in, in Paris, and I met this girl at the hostel. Knew her for like two days. Um, you know, and then we kept in contact afterwards. And then eight months later, I flew to Australia to go and visit her. That is truly, that truly romantic. romantic. <laughs> just, just hang on I, one second. Someone came to my door. Hello? I still, I still can't wrap my head around what romantic means. But that just sounds that. I think that's exactly what it is. <laughs> this is that. That's crazy romantic, Bridey. Do you now that now that you oh you're you're having a conversation? At, oh, <laughs> hi, hi. Thank you very. Hello, person. (laughs) Oh, thank you. This is so funny. Bridie's father just passed away. Are are you, Brad? Are you just having like? Are people just dropping off food left, right, and center now? Yeah. What what an interesting thing, eh? Like, uh, welcome to the neighborhood. Oh, you just had a kid. Oh, someone just died. Here's a bunch of food. Yeah. That we just do that. Is that is that a romantic uh, gesture? Because you know what. There's a lot about death that's romantic, um, and birth, yeah. obviously, and just totally. humanity in general. But I mean, maybe that's the romantic in me saying that because it's I have an idealized, mm-hmm. I have an idealized view of it. But 
Is it idealized or is it just real? I don't know. This is such a romantic conversation. (laughs) (laughs) I got to get one of these cookies that that guy just dropped off. I feel bad. I put him on the spot. I think I embarrassed him and I'm going to feel bad about that for at least 48 hours until I find out his name and apologize. What the fuck are you talking about? I just, he walked in and I was like, I mean, I made kind of fun of him. No one's seeing this. No one can see this. I know, but he doesn't know that. For all he knows, this could be broadcast live news. He seemed very polite. (laughs) He was, and I... He was. I feel really she's, bad, but I'm going to go eat crushed. one of go his get, cookies. Go grab Please a fucking cookie. Fuck's sakes. <laughs> were, were there any specific tools that like you went to or resources that you went to to like help you through that kind of stuff? Um, or well, was it all just self-taught? Uh, mostly listening to this podcast. Oh, cool. Well, that's that's neat. That's awesome. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yeah, I think this podcast has been really helpful for me to just like open my eyes and be more comfortable talking about certain topics and mm. yeah it's do you it's been do you feel great... like you have evolved like can you can you see in your in sort of your um rear view mirror your evolution as a sexual being over your life like do you feel like you're seeing growth and evolution yeah absolutely yeah like you know i'm thinking back years ago i was very like closed off and shy and you know, if something was bugging me in a relationship, I would never talk about it. I'd just like sit there and let it kind of boil on the inside. And, but yeah, there's definitely been a lot of growth, uh, over the last, I don't know, five years or so. Yeah. I think it's really, uh, it's, it's really mature to, to be able to, um, walk through really uncomfortable feelings like that and, and know that, you know, they're temporary and they're also, you know, probably conditioned in, in certain ways and that there, that it is possible to like to survive them um, and be better on the other side of it. Or mm-hmm. Like I'm reading a lot right now. Obviously, it's relevant to my life, but reading a lot right now. But like what is possible when you when you when you can basically really feel all of your feelings and realize that none of them are going to kill you Um like your grief and your jealousy and all of this stuff that like we generally are like, but we're supposed to be happy and happiness is the pursuit. And it's like, Oh, well, what about everything else? Because Mm -hmm. mostly it's everything else. And yeah. So thanks for doing hard work. I know that shit's not easy. Mm -hmm. I think for me, so this kind of goes back to the girl I met in Paris and traveled to Australia for, um, uh, I guess it was a couple years ago now, but I, I went to Australia, we had a time together and things, things didn't work out as I guess we had both kind of thought they might. And then I went to, uh, to visit a friend and ended up, uh, hooking up with his roommate, uh, during the time that I was there visiting him. And this girl was like, I couldn't even look at her. Like she was so like I, she was like the sun. Like I thought if I looked at her too long that my eyes were just going to melt out of my head and I would never be able to see again. Like mm-hmm. she was, I know, <laughs> I know that I, I know what you're saying. <laughs> like, I'm glad I have peripheral vision. Cause that's all I could look at her with for like the longest while. Just like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so we ended up kind of getting together and, you know, I, I don't know how much of a, a connection was there, but I definitely would have wanted to see her again. And I, I ended up leaving. Um, and then she, she died a week later in a plane crash. 
Um, so that really like oh my sent gosh. my life for a sent my life for a tailspin for yeah. Then that was and that was maybe probably six or eight months before I met my current partner. Um, wow. So like that really forced me to kind of reevaluate things and basically not leave things unsaid if if there's something I feel I have to say. Yeah, no doubt. What a what a like what a huge what a huge like hit and like something to I mean the the fact that you took like value out of that and like and learned learned something as as mm. as as like key as that sentiment is is pretty huge because that's uh that's that's really wild yeah it was it's hard to even like you tell people that and it's like even myself like you know sitting with that afterwards thinking like oh is this even real like how like you know mm. who does that happen to you know or like it was just such a yeah it's just such a crazy uh event i guess or sequence of events to have happen mm-hmm. like yeah it was man death is death is is death is such a such an interesting like teacher you know it's it's such a like Brady, what what were you what were you just about to say? Um, I well, yeah, I kind of want to. I'm so curious to know what it was like immediately after that. Like, if you fall for somebody, and then that happens, and it's like you're not, you might kind of have like this very important connection to somebody, but not have their people to then grieve with when that goes away. And it it must be a strange situation to grieve in where, Mm. where, you know, other people did not necessarily get to witness the connection that you Mm -hmm. had. I was wondering, did you go through like a, a grieving process? Yeah, definitely. And like, at least, um, my, my, one of my good friends was her roommate and he was the one that called me and told me that she, uh, that the, that the plane had crashed. So him and I, you know, we were checking in together, like, and he was in Australia. So we were checking in, you know, every week, every couple of weeks, whenever, you know, or whenever, whenever we needed to talk to another person, it was, you know, always him because at least for him, it was, he could understand what I was kind of going through. Whereas like most other people in my life just had, you know, I, I how do you even bring that up? And, tell someone something like that. Mm-hmm. So do you and your current partner discuss that? Uh, we've talked about it. I haven't gone, uh, haven't gone like super in depth about it, but we've, we've talked about it and I've told her about it. Does it feel like a significant part of your story? I think it was definitely a big, a big shift in my life. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of, wandering and a bit lost afterwards just in terms of feeling anything for anybody you know I I questioned like whether or not you know was that love and it kind of just Mm. sent put everything up in the air for me so it it definitely took me a while to kind of even you know I still deal with it now but you know maybe to a a lesser extent than immediately after yeah, because that, that's still less than like a couple of years ago. Yeah, it was at the end of uh, 2018. 
Yeah, wow. and what? Yeah, and what a like, what a unique sort of uh, place to be. You know, like a, it seems like such a unique experience. Uh, um, like that type of loss, you know, uh, where there's mm-hmm. there's where there seems to be so much, so many so like so many questions and like unanswered questions of of. What does the, what does this mean now, and and what could like what could have been, and like that's just such a uh, such a crazy unique position. Yeah, it was like the what could have, like what and, you know was the relationship there. It was you know it was only a week or a week and a half <laughs> that I knew her, so it it really mm-hmm. wasn't a lot of time to to build a strong connection. But it was like you know. But in the time that you did get to know her, it, like it was very, it was very intimate and very like real and very and very fast mm-hmm. and close and, um, yeah, fuck, man, wow. Have you ever talked? Have you ever talked to anyone about it? Like, have you ever uh, like? Did you, you know, like, did you seek like grief counseling or anything like that, or or did you kind of just like process that on your own? Um, I thought about seeking professional help for a while, um, but I. I inevitably haven't yet, but I did do a lot of my own research and talk to a lot of, you know, talk to people when I was feeling, um, you know, down or like something was wrong. I would, I would talk to my friends and, you know, thankfully I have a lot of Mm. good people in my life who are willing to kind of sit there and let me, let me vent and listen to it, especially, you know, my friend who went through the similar experience. Um, it was great to have him as a bit of a soundboard and kind of, but it did. It took me a while to start processing it and get through it. No doubt. Yeah. But I, I had considered uh, like going to get professional help, but I just didn't end up uh, didn't end up pulling the trigger on that one and doing it. I, yeah. I, you know. I mean, it's not. It's not. It's all. It's not always like the most necessary thing. I think mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of value in like in, in processing those things, uh, as like a solo journey, you know? And, um, especially if you're one who like yourself seems to be someone who is is very capable of like having a sort of like internal discourse about how you feel about things and, and, you know, your state of mind and, and what can be gleaned from that situation, you know? So yeah, it's, I'm just, I'm still kind of like, just, uh, just like, blown away by that by by how unique of an experience that must have been and uh it's yeah. it's like i i picture like one just like one like a little beautiful little stone that's just kind of like in your pocket you know when those experiences like jeremy was saying to like processing it on your own or things like maybe they're not traumatic necessarily but they but you can carry them around for a while and learn a lot from them and mm. as you know as time goes on and through as the lens kind of changes. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry that happened to you. It's okay. But you seem good. You seem yeah. great. Yeah. You got that handlebar mustache. You got, you got someone to give mustache rides to. Things You're could be worse. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, Brent, I, I want to, I just want to, again, I want to, I want to thank you for, you know, just shooting the shit with us, but also, but also thanks for being so, um, so vulnerable and so open to like just kind of going wherever this conversation ended up going. Uh, 
I I love I love where it went and uh, and I feel I feel pretty grateful for uh, starting my Monday with with this conversation. So so thank you. Thanks for thanks for hanging yeah, out. Yeah, thank you very much. It's been yeah. I, I love the show, you know. It's uh, something that's definitely influenced my life and I'm just glad I could be just be a part of it. Now you're on the roster. You're, yeah, you're on the team. Uh, well, thank you again. And, and thank you all so much out there for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, as always, we'll be back next week with another wonderful conversation. And, and in the meantime, if you want to support the podcast, you can do that in two different ways. You can go to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and a review. Uh, you can, uh, I think you can like, there's something, you can do something on Spotify. I think you can like follow us or something on Spotify. That'd be cool. And then, uh, and then, uh, the secondly, you can go to patreon.com slash turn me on and, and support the podcast, uh, with your wallets. Um, because this is, you know, thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks patrons. Cause this patrons. is kind of, you know, this is like a, this is a labor of love for, for, uh, for Brady and I, and, um, we just love doing it for you. So uh, if you love it too, uh, join join the club over there. Patreon.com slash Termion. And uh, you can reach out to us by email. Bridie McLean. Bridie McLean at gmail.com. Termion podcast. Your personal, <laughs> that's your personal email now. Is it there to the world? Oh, God. And you know what? My computer's at 6% battery. I'm afraid I'm going to lose this whole episode if I don't just say, just email no, me. Email. You, just you email me direct. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, go to Instagram at Termion podcast. And that's, that's great. We love you all. Um, that is it for this week. Until next week. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself.